0: I'm loving the title that you've put on the ZenCaster recording, Ricky. Would you like to share what it is? What is it? I mean, it's right there on the screen. <laughs> you can read it. Also, I
1: don't. I don't. See, I mean, I see the. I see the URL. I don't see the, what is the.
0: It's right next to the record symbol on the web page.
1: Mm, I've got a pause button
0: next to the record I symbol. Fucking son of a bitch. And like a, t- a counter. What does it say? I cannot believe you are trying to do me like this. No, Ricky, I'm not going to say it. You say it. You're the one who wrote it. <laughs> it says it right just there on say, the screen. Just
1: say what... Uh, so for those who are, who've just tuned in, what Chris is referring to is the title of the... Uh, Zencaster, which is the podcasting platform that we use, the title that I have given this episode for recording purposes when it was emailed to him, I don't per- personally remember what it was, and I can't see what I wrote anymore. But Chris Cannon, he's refusing to tell you. He's denying you the viewer of um, something that he thought was worth bringing up.
0: It says ooze parentheses come. <laughs> proud I'm proud <laughs> Did you actually not have it there or are you just fucking with me
1: I was fucking with you of course Oh I you
0: kidding. son of a bitch
1: Cuz I can see and remember what it is Oh you son of a bitch <laughs>
0: guys look that's the canister that had the ooze that
1: transformed us all yes
0: well you're the last one aren't you Ooh.
1: Uh-oh. oh some animals are knocking down the telephone poles.
0: let them get their own cab yes! the next fight will be freak against freak take the Ugly one! No, you take no, the
1: ugly one! Which we'll one's
0: the ugly one? go! <laughs> <Huh? laughs> so on so the up, dude. This week, thirty years later, the movie that came out thirty years ago this week, a huge blockbuster film. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. So that's what we're and can, talking about. Can,
1: can we say that like this movie opens with the turtles living in April's house? And the turtles are teenage boys. It's called Secret of the Ooze. I immediately just thought that it was going to be about her apartment covered in their cum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that them, they like, were just jacking it's like, off constantly just and like, like
1: four teenage boys in a hot woman's apartment <laughs> totally just like i get like eating pizza and beating it all over the place
0: <laughs> i mean they don't have jobs right like what are they doing yeah. all day
1: and there's even a scene where they're cleaning and one of them i think it's donatello i don't know is dancing with a mop and making out with it so they're clearly <laughs> horned out like they're all tuned up and horny Textually in
0: the movie, I guess they're supposed to be like roughly 15 years old. So like,
1: yeah, I'm very much reminded of the that uh, that I can't remember the actress's name from Bridesmaids when she's talking about having teenage boys. And she's just like, there's just come everywhere (laughs) in couch couch cushions everywhere. I mean, how can you?
0: make a film called the secret of the ooze starring teenagers. And it doesn't, it doesn't even close to come up, you know, and that's what, that's what I thought the ooze was going to be. I mean, <laughs> there is, it only makes sense, Ricky. Like it's right there the in the title. The movie starts with
1: hot woman coming home and four teenagers being like April. Whoa. And you're <laughs> like, Oh man, this place is covered in ooze. Is that the secret? <laughs>
0: that's the secret the secret yeah yeah it's not the secret of the ooze it's just like the secret is the ooze you know kawa coming it's like i want to do a whole riff of different ones of those kawa coming you know rat a butthole i don't know but i also like don't want to do that bodacious bust (laughs) spoiling yeah, although I do think I mean are we in it or we're just in it now, right, Ricky? We're just in it. Busting my nut chuck. Oh, your staff is so hard, Donnie.
1: <laughs> do you think do you think the turtles go to separate rooms in the apartment and do it or do you think they jack off in front of each other they like together? Like they're other. Yeah, well, not like in a sexual way, but they're like discovering their sexuality at the same time together. And they're kind of like, whoa, like, look what I can do kind of thing. And they're like, you know, there's only one TV and they all want to watch Cinemax late at night. And so maybe they're like, you know, the two that are left awake are like, you know, under their own covers or something and, and, and sort of, you know, jacking off around each other. It's not that big of an apartment. <laughs>
0: i mean it is like one of those tv apartments that is kind of like ridiculously sized like but it is not that big not big enough for four turtles and a rat <laughs> and a human woman
1: and a human woman and oh just a disgusting rat i mean that rat is disgusting splinter is sickening <laughs> like
0: not I just mean, because i, he's a I rat. like it i think so okay so the all the creatures in this movie, they're made by the Jim Henson Creature Shop. This is actually the first movie posthumously dedicated to Jim Henson, which is like a brutal own to Jim Henson, you know. Um hey and then you dance with the devil. This is what you get, dude. There's a great picture of him from the first movie standing with all the turtles and looking very pleased. I mean, if you just kind of remove yourself from like the teenage mutant ninja turtles, dumb script and like the you know the place they had in society and just look at them as like creatures they are pretty like horrifying and cool like even the turtles like in this way that in this movie the turtles have this thing where the their lips move separately from their mouths so they're always showing off their teeth making these weird like theoretically talking better but it looks just horrifying it doesn't look like they're talking it's it's deeply unsettling
1: yeah it's like a it's like knuckles inside
0: of latex rubbing around. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Ugh. And there's these yeah. giant white like Tom Cruise teeth they have in their mouths. And then fucking
1: Splinter comes out. And it's not even just that he's a rat. He's also elderly. So
0: he's like he's double disgusting. Rat. I mean, yeah, he definitely is in that school rat. of like the Gelflings kind of. This kind of really weird, grotesque shit. And like the skexies that like Jim Henson was really into doing. Especially it- later on.
1: I think he's a very meet the feebles like,
0: yes, I can see that as well, a hundred percent, but I also do think there's something compelling about this disgusting rat he's got like really good long hair, you know and we can 't do an impression of him because it's racist, oh my god, i mean the very the just the character is racist, although I guess not technically i don't know i I think it. I forget if it was actually a, like an Asian person that is doing the voice of Splinter. I think it was he did the voice in all the iterations of the Ninja Turtles.
1: I don't think it was an Asian person. It was the guy that did Elmo
0: but Dave, what <laughs> happened with Kevin Clash? Did he get uncancelled in the end? Did it turn out? did they like did the people retract their accusations?
1: Oh, I don't know. His thing was like uh, he was later said. Subject- He resigned from Sesame Street in 2012 after allegations of sexual impropriety, all of which he denied, and were later dismissed due to expiration of the Statue Mm, of Limitations. Yeah, right. So he he, was
0: guilty, but he just bullied them into not going to court. And he
1: returned to puppeteering as a supporting performer in the 2018 comedy, The Happy Time Murders. Oh, really? oh my
0: god and, well because that's like the cool one for adults so they don't even care if you're a, like a pedophile was that that's what it was right or was it he was sexually harassing people
1: no 23 year old sheldon stevens alleged that he had been in a sexual relationship with clash that began when stevens was 16
0: yeah that's pretty rough dude especially when you're at elmo <laughs> like you know of all the yeah. people of all the people But, yeah, no, it's awful to listen to Splinter do his, like, thing that he's doing. Um, It is one of the really funny things about this movie that I'll probably bring up, like, throughout this is that um, there's a really great Janet Maslin (laughs) review of this film in the New York Times uh, from the the time. And she has some, you know, not... uh, like insulting things to say about splinter (laughs) do not confuse your origins with your present worth says splinter ever the fortune cookie sage regardless of what one thinks of his syntax at least it's a reasonable message
1: i had so i I, there's a moment at the end of this movie
0: where um shredder
1: eats ooze um and by that i mean turtle cum
0: (laughs) (laughs) shredder eats a huge Shredder gives,
1: shredder gives all of the turtles bjs he just blows all of them and jacks them off drinks Man, all the cum train, yeah he, he drinks all the cum he gets really big um it's so powerful
0: from it it gives so him so big. much power
1: he gets so big he just gets big and keeps growing and, the and one like, thing i liked about dude. this is not only
0: does he get big but also his like armor gets bigger so, like it just works it just works
1: um so he's giant now and the the turtles go whoa super shredder and i distinctly remember being six or seven years old when this movie came out playing ninja turtles like in the neighborhood with friends you know and repeating the line from the movie it's a super shredder because that was supposed to be the thing at the end of our game that like We were fighting, you know, that was like the hard thing to fight, even though in the movie they don't actually have to fight him. But that's not the point of the story. Point of the story is I have a very distinct nostalgic memory about this movie. And I don't have that with children's movies or, you know, movies from when I was a kid ever. And I still don't give a shit about the movie. (laughs) And if you are an adult and you give a shit, about children's movies that you watched as a child and you let your nostalgia somehow overtake any kind of like adult brain or critical capacity, you might want to question whether or not you're a fucking idiot. Because, you know, the past like five to 10 years of people like you're ruining a movie from my childhood or like things just sort of skating by, content solely skating by on childhood nostalgia for people in their 30s and 40s. I always kind of gave it the benefit of the doubt, and but I never really understood it because I just don't remember things from that age. And the things that I do remember, I felt like I was maybe already too old to have those feelings of nostalgia for them, but I distinctly had it in this movie. And I still felt like, what a waste of time this movie was for my 37-year-old brain. I feel bad that Chris and I had to do this and that I created this podcast and we had to waste <laughs> <laughs> two hours watching this goddamn fucking kids movie. It's so bad sucks. I mean, and it's but it sucks because it's a kid's movie and that's okay. Well, so like, what I was totally going to say, okay.
0: it was like, I, at at the time, I also like loved the Ninja Turtles, loved, love, love the Ninja Turtles. I actually like had one of my earliest memories is I went to meet the Ninja Turtles at a science museum and then where they were like having, you know, it was like a pizza party and you get your picture taken with the Ninja Turtles.
1: I'm sure I did that too.
0: Yeah, and it was very it was 100% sure. One of the first times I can remember being really like confused. And I went to Disney World and stuff, but some, uh, somehow this was different cuz I I loved the Ninja Turtles so much. I was like so wait, the Ninja Turtles are going to be there. Like the Ninja Turtles <laughs> are going to be there. And my parents are like, "Yeah, the Ninja Turtles are going to be there." I'm like, "No, but really, are you are you listening to me? The the Ninja Turtles are going to be there." And wait, I'm So
1: you're telling me Donatello, Michelangelo, <laughs>
0: Leonardo, and the other one are gonna be there. And I can come. I'm allowed to go hang out with them. All of them? You understand Wait, that this is important to me. Please don't fuck with me. Is Splinter gonna be there?
1: Splinter's okay. not gonna be
0: there. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine.
1: Okay, how how are they getting there though? Are they coming up from, they flew do from New York? Sewer, yeah. Do the sewers connect from New York? Because I that's cool. I I'd like to see those. It seems like I should I look into that. that. <laughs> it seems like it seems I like should look w- into that. Lots of criminals can go back and forth. That's kind of scary. I hope they're fighting them. But so you are telling me though that all four of them are going to be, be there, there because I don't want no you know hatch job like bet you know hatchet job that only really two fake, of them are there. Yeah.
0: Well, and this is the thing though. On the way there, I was like, I kind of got a little bit like I'm like, well, look, it's not. You just have to accept it's not going to be the real Ninja Turtles. It's just not going to be really them. You know, you just there. How could it possibly be? You're not good enough that the real Ninja Turtles would come here. And then I got there and of course it was guys in big foam suits and I was, they were like pretty good suits, you know, but I was like, eh, yeah, all right, this is kind of sucks. <laughs> but you I saw still was like, them, having a good time. You saw like
1: one of them with the head off later, smoking yeah, a cigarette like, in the okay, back.
0: Right, this is what I get for believing in something. All right, this sucks. Like
1: talking to one of the girls who was working catering there or something, you know? Exactly. <laughs>
0: Hey, no! I'm gonna be done with this bullshit like real soon, dude. We should have totally like. What are you doing after this?
1: And you walked up and you were like, "Hey, why aren't you get the fuck out of get here? The fuck kid. Out of here,
0: you piece of <laughs> shit!" And I never believed in anything again. <laughs>
1: I'm on my I'm on my fucking break.
0: Um, but um, that was I'll kind do- of how I felt about this movie too. Also was like, I really, really liked the first movie when I was a little kid. I love the cartoon series and I would even play like the Nintendo game and stuff, but I saw this movie and I definitely have watched it more than once. I don't want to pretend I only saw it once, but like, oh, same. I also was kind of like, this isn't like that good. Like even as a kid, I was like, this is not, I mean like super shredder. I found really scary. And of course I'm sure I laughed at all the dumb jokes, but given the choice, I would pretty much always watch the first movie.
1: Yeah, I'll do. I'll do you one better on in terms of like proximity to Ninja Turtles and childhood, um, and this is how anti-nostalgia I am. I grew up in Western Massachusetts, specifically next door to Northampton, Massachusetts, which is where Kevin Eastman, creator of the original Ninja Turtles comics, lived, and April O'Neill, his first wife, lives there that in itself is a very sad story. Um, but there is a words and pictures museum, I believe it's called. I'm not sure if it's still there or if it's closed, and that's what that Bank of America is now. But that was, I believe, opened by Kevin Eastman when I was very young, and was specifically open to showcase Ninja Turtle, early Ninja Turtle art,
0: because this was Eastman's town. This is amazing, Ricky, this is all amazing
1: and i still don't give a fuck <laughs> and i would say that if you do unless you are a comic collector which by all means that's cool you're in you're you've embraced it you're like and you own it you're embedded that is cool i get that but if you're just a person who's like i like them growing up this is cool i'm going to make a buzzfeed listicle go fuck
0: yourself before we did this movie. When we started it, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I was just reading somebody like highlighting a joke from this movie as being like a really well done comedy bit. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like are you fucking serious with this?" It Can, was what bit was it okay. So this is like one I mean, you couldn't make the argument. This is a good joke, okay. And it's made a, it, one of the problems with this movie is it's not very Ninja Turtles-y. They're, I don't know. I didn't. I, I haven't watched it in so Ninja Turtle shit in so long. I don't know. So here's the bit: um, they are sneaking in to save Raphael, and they they go in and they go. It's quiet, a little too quiet. And then they beat up a guard and they go, that was easy, a little too easy. And then they see Raphael tied up and they go, look, it's Raph, a little too Raph somebody had gone out of their way to highlight that as being like a great, a very well done bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't agree. Yeah. Uh, that's okay though. I just, I, I don't, I mean, there's, uh, we've talked about the one thing, uh, that I am the one time that I laughed is when Shredder creates the sort of like it's supposed to be the characters from the cartoon that are in the cartoon, um, yeah, honky bebop tonk and, and, and bebop yeah, bebop, bebop and, and rock steady. steady, honky, but like, <laughs> 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 I mean, why not?
0: It's why not? It's just as good,
1: rock, rock and roll and robot face. I don't know, <laughs> steampunk um, and rockabilly, yeah. and they, um, bebop and rock steady, and uh. But they could they couldn't get the rights for those two characters, so they had to create these other weird ones. And um I actually like the way those those characters looked. And they're cool, especially the
0: t- the snapping turtle one who has all the spikes coming off of him. I, yeah He's cool. And looking.
1: they're supposed to be there's they're created with the toxic ooze, and they're supposed to be immediately be fighters, but to Shredder's dismay, they come out as babies, and the first <laughs> thing they say is they look at Shredder and they go, Mama. It is really silly, but it's one part where I I laughed. I actually laughed at that moment.
0: I like that whole scene in a way because it was like Shredder's reaction. Is he not like, I will make them into the world's greatest fighters. He goes, oh, they're babies. Get rid of them. (laughs) They're going to like murder the (laughs) babies. I was like, oh, right, because he's like a villain. (laughs) This is great, actually. Well, Shredder is kind of an idiot
1: in this movie. Is he like, I know he's supposed to be the villain and he's getting the um, foot patrol, uh, foot Clan together. Foot he's getting uh, all these
0: mall walkers together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's getting the Foot Clan together, but he is kind of a failure. Like, yeah. he doesn't really do anything as a villain, he doesn't come close to succeeding. And villains in these movies are supposed to come fairly close to succeeding before the hero wins. And well, the- even when Shredder cr- creates himself to be Super Shredder, spoiler alert, jumping ahead. He does it underneath a dock and then knocks the dock down on himself the and t-
0: dies. The turtles don't even touch him. The turtles don't even touch him. Yeah,
1: they're like, whoa, Super Shredder. He's like, yeah, I'm big. <laughs> and then he fought, dies under the dock. Like, it's really anticlimactic, but so also weird. shows that Shredder's not very bright.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I think that one of the problems with this the plotting of this movie is that shredder just has like power ranger motivation. He doesn't have anything he's trying to accomplish other than like getting those turtles like that. He's not trying to like get a bunch of money or get the special glowing orb or whatever. So he can't even get part of the way to the goal. Like he's all he wants to do is kill the Ninja turtles. And like, obviously he's not going to kill the Ninja turtles. So there's just kind of nothing. he's just going around in circles the whole time, you know? And I would juxtapose that, and this is actually kind of related to the history of Ninja Turtles. So the first movie was technically an independent movie. They couldn't get it distributed by any of the major studios because of Masters of the Universe movie that had come out a few years before was like a huge, huge flop. And it lost a bunch of money and everyone was mad about it. Menahem and Golan.
1: Golan. Right. Which
0: I used to love that movie actually. That's from when you used to be able to rent movies at the grocery store. Like that was a big grocery store rental for me. with Masters? I believe of the you universe. still
1: can rent movies at the grocery store. I believe it's called uh, Red, red box. box. Red Box.
0: Yeah. Fair. Where yeah.
1: you don't you don't rent uh, Masters of the Universe. You most likely rent um, that movie about the school shooting that just came out. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: Uh, run, fight, hide—is that what it's called? Yeah, run, hide, fight. Run you, hide it's fight.
1: Where, the Red Box is where you rent <laughs> run, hide, fight, and. Some other recent Bruce Willis release, Avengers. We can rent Avengers
0: again. You know, let's rent Avengers. Right. Um, But um, in that movie, one of the things I think is good is that it's Skeletor is really scary and he really, he almost wins. He gets very, very close to winning and he's, he man, it seems like he's about to die and Skeletor is laughing. And it used to terrify me as a kid, but there's nothing even close to that in this movie.
1: Didn't they want this to be more like the cartoon? And that was why Eastman and somebody else walk, like didn't take part in the production as, and, and why the director of the first one wasn't on this. And, um, that's not the reason why April the 1st April wasn't on it well, it's but that's why the that's why the director from the first one and Eastman and the other guy walked off
0: yeah well yeah definitely i mean one of the just to put this movie in its context right so ninja Turtles are so huge at the time the first movie like i'm saying it's an independent movie quote unquote it goes out on new line cinema which at the time was you know just horror the, house movie. Fr-
1: the house that the house that Freddie built yeah exactly
0: right 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 so it ends up making like a, almost $140 million. It's like a huge hit, right? And then it's 1990, America Sucks, and there's this there's this huge conversation around the movie about how it's too violent. This movie is too violent. They all have swords and nunchucks. Like people were literally mad about nunchucks. And so there's this huge conversation. So this movie comes out less than a year later after the first movie. And the whole point of it is to be less violent. They're going to answer all these criticisms of the first movie. It's not so dark. It's not so violent. They hardly ever use their weapons. And in fact, in the very first fight scene, which is in like a mall food court, they're using like s- sausages instead of nunchucks, and like, lit- I mean, this when I when I was watching the movie in the first five minutes, that uh, the turtles hit somebody in the head with a yo-yo, knock him out, and there's like a bonk sound effect, and I was like, okay, this is the level this movie is gonna be at. Like, this is the level.
1: Yeah, that's the majority of the movie is like sound dumb sound effects.
0: Yeah, and they so it, the whole point of it, you're right, it was to be lighter, more like the cartoon, less. You know, bad movie stuff. So yeah, and, and they
1: got rid of Casey Jones. They got rid of Casey Jones,
0: who's like the star of the first movie. So at the, at the the first April O'Neil claims that she used to complain about all the violence in the film on set. So they didn't invite her back for the second movie. Although, like, I'm sure that is not the reason. You know, like,
1: what do you think the reason is? I don't know.
0: Probably they just didn't think she was very good. You know, and they could just cast somebody who was hotter or something. And they don't really think the part calls for any acting per se.
1: The original April O'Neil was named Judith Hoag. Um, and uh, she didn't really do, she had a part in Armageddon. Um, looks like she was on the show Nashville a little bit.
0: Oh, dude, actually, she, she can she I like say you're working actress from this from the Janet Maslin review? Like this is the kind of shit you definitely cannot write anymore. Like everything else in this second installment, April looks better, largely because she's played by a different actress.
1: <laughs> That's pretty great.
0: Dude, fucking imagine, right? <laughs> in the review of a children's movie.
1: My God. Right. The first one came out, and Janet Maslin was like, April's not hot enough.
0: April's a big uggo, says me, Janet Maslin. <laughs>
1: but she's not i i just would like to say i'm looking at photos no right i now, don't think so either i and think she's actually like a really beautiful woman
0: <laughs> i think she's better i think she, i mean to me personally i find her more attractive and also she looks more like the april from the comic books and the cartoon and stuff
1: yeah i agree but she was so she was complaining about uh uh, about the violence. Oh, so that this she is a said? quote
0: from the. This is a quote from an interview she gave, and you again, just you just have to picture that, like the whole conversation about this movie is it's too violent, and she's like, well, you know, they didn't ask me back for the sequel because I said it was too violent when we were filming it, and everyone's right. like, mm, yes, of course, <laughs>
1: but like that's uh, yeah, exactly, like you said, that's why. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, sure thing. You know. Oh, but they did bring her back for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows in 2016.
0: <laughs> well, that's cool.
1: They gave her a part in, in those movies. Didn't like Paul
0: Rust write that movie or something?
1: Maybe, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Out of um, the
0: shadows.
1: So, do, you, do do we care about the plot line of this movie? They're turtles, shredders back. There's like Ooze and a scientist, and they're developing the Foot Clan. I mean, the plot is really not... It doesn't work
0: that well. I actually it's- made a note of this. Like, it is, we're 22 minutes into the movie before the plot starts in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> there's like a big scene where they describe to them what's going on with the ooze and they set the stakes and they set the ticking clock and all this stuff. And it literally happens 22 minutes into the movie. In fact, about 10 minutes into the movie, there's a scene where the turtles are going. Boy, we sure beat Shredder, huh? Yeah, I guess everything's good now and the Foot Clan's gone. Like, oh, we just gonna like kick back and eat pizza, I guess.
1: Well, they literally like it seems like they wrote this the weekend after the first movie slant like killed in the theaters. They didn't apparently they didn't think that the franchise had 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 legs and they needed to capitalize off the success immediately. So, this movie came out the same year as the first one.
0: Well, no, it was like it was less than a year later, but it it, it it was like March of 1990 versus or May of 1990 versus like March of 1991. So the same year. The same. Yes. Within the same 365 day calendar period.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: But not it was 1991 versus 1990. So those are different years.
1: Yeah, that is true. That is that is true. That is true. That is true. Welcome back to what year is it?
0: Yeah, it's it's pedantic when I'm right. But when you're right, it's like I'm with such a brutal own. <laughs> yeah, what is the plot? The plot is just Splinter. Shredder has the ooze. He wants to make new turtles to kill the current turtles because he's so mad because he fell into a garbage truck and he almost died. And the turtles are, you know, there is some emotional stakes, I guess. They're like learning about themselves. And there is a, a sequence where they're like, I don't, I, because to me, the whole mythos forever has been they wandered into some kind of ooze or nuclear waste, but they seem to be disappointed to be learning this in this movie and as if they're well, hearing it for the them, first time.
1: One of them is, I think Donatello or Leonardo is like, it's like, I thought there'd be more. And there'd be like more to what? And he's like, the secret to the ooze. Well, what did you hope? I thought there'd be more. And then that's <laughs> like the whole scene. <laughs> they like, just I... did not write anymore.
0: He's like, you mean we're just science? Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, yeah, it's just it's just science. You're a turtle that walk into a puddle of radioactive waste,
1: and it's but it's, basically it's like all, just science. It's basically all leading up to the moment where they're gonna fight, not Bebop and Rocksteady, um, and they bust in, and they accidentally bust into what I think is Terminal Five, and um, <laughs> find Vanilla Ice and his crew playing, and then. Fight Bebop and Rocksteady, not Bebop and Rocksteady, in there right. while Vanilla Ice razor That's Rayzar. like the climax of the movie. Yeah. Toki yeah, and, and Razor,
0: it's, Ray, it's actually Razor,
1: Razor and Toki. Yeah. Jesus, come. Let me write. <laughs> let me. Let me write the movies, guys. Come on.
0: I know. Well, this is that you see a movie like this, and you're like, and I don't write movies. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Who
1: do I gotta know to just be like be given fifty thousand dollars for two weeks of work on this? Uh, it's shit.
0: Smokey and Stab Boy, and they want to blow up <laughs> the magical raccoon boys.
1: I did love the moment where um, April's camera guy is suddenly like a member of the Foot Clan, yes. and he like takes off his mask and runs over to her and is like, "I got a message for your friends," <laughs> and it very much feels like. Um, the Foot Clan are like a, fa- a weird secret fascist army. <laughs> yeah, because also cause <laughs> he looks like such an Aryan soldier. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, maybe that's just 2020, right? But it's like he does. He just, I think he's standing up so straight. He's so white. And he's like, ah, I got a message for your friends, April.
1: <laughs> and um, yeah, the whole movie is really building to this moment where they Vanilla Ice gets to perform because apparently they sunk most of the, mu- the budget. The budget for this was 25 million, which was a lot more than the first one. And a lot of that movie went to soundtrack costs because they, they were just trying to maximize profits. They already had the costumes and everything with the exception of changing, you know, how the animatronics on these ones work versus the last one. And uh, they spent most of the money on, 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 soundtrack which is kind of obvious because the sets
0: they don't look very good no they don't look very good this is weird and speaking of the sets i mean one set i will give it up to them that it looks good is one of the major subplots of this movie is the turtles finding a new apartment oh yeah why who gives a shit who gives a sweat there's multiple scenes about them looking for a new place to live
1: and then they find a new apartment and it doesn't matter
0: it doesn't matter at all it has nothing to do with anything it doesn't pay off in any way shape or form
1: yeah, you would think that if you're going to devote so many scenes to them finding an apartment, the final fight scene would take place in the apartment.
0: And I thought, too, because the way that Shredder dies under the dock, it's very, like, kind of silly. And then they're all back in the apartment. And I was like, oh, Shredder's going to, like, bust in the ceiling, right? And then they're going to have the last fight here. No, no, the movie's over. <laughs> they just eat pizza and then congratulate themselves. <laughs> <laughs> But no that that set actually looks kind of good I think. That's it's like a it's supposed to be an abandoned subway tunnel with like stained glass ceilings and it's like a whole subway train is going down the middle. Um Yeah, I
1: agree. That looks pretty good.
0: All I could think is they expected to be making like at least one more movie set in this set, you know, and they were like establishing like this is our cool new set now.
1: I mean, they did make a third one. I have no idea. If uh, it takes place in that set. No, I
0: I, I didn't even see that one as a kid. That's, but they go back in time to like samurai times in that movie.
1: Oh, that's probably why I didn't see it.
0: Yeah. I was like, that's not what I want to see out of the Ninja Turtles.
1: (laughs) And I was probably aged. I think I probably aged out of it as well by that point. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know when the third one came out. This was 91. I bet the third one was 93. And by that time I was in third or fourth grade. And I was like, I'm busy. Like this is for babies.
0: This yeah 1993 ninja, yes you're right
1: ninja turtles that's for babies i'm watching goodfellas with my dad again
0: <laughs> my dad lets me smoke cigarettes now
1: <laughs> yeah he he comes home he gave me a carton of smoke he said hey smoke up johnny smoke up johnny yeah uh, you think <laughs> you're such a big man oh that's another thing that I, that's something that i want to talk about the lyrics to ninja rap right i think that's what it's called yes. ninja rap ninja secret rap. of the use yes. isn't it called ninja it's called secret ninja of the rap yes but parentheses, secret of the use, oh I think. Oh my god, now I have to find out. And this was on my mind because we just watched New Jack City. He references New Jack swing multiple times in that song. <laughs> Does he really? Yeah, everybody, let's move. Vanilla is here with the New Jack
0: groove. Oh yeah, 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 you're totally right.
1: Above that, it's, have you ever seen a turtle get down? slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. <sighs>
0: I mean, this was what was popular right then, I guess, right? It's like, I mean,
1: can we define New Jack Swing? Definitely. I don't
0: think Ninja Rap is a New Jack song. I don't think that has any New Jack Swing elements to it. I think that's literally just Vanilla Ice saying the name, like something that's popular.
1: It's a fusion fusion genre that fuses rhythms and production techniques of hip hop and dance pop with the urban contemporary sound of R&B. Definitely not what Vanilla Ice was doing. There's no R&B in Vanilla Ice.
0: He's definitely dressed more New Jack Swing, like in like a blazer and a and his backup dancers are wearing vests and like ruffled shirts. <laughs> That's very yeah. New Jack Swing, but like, no, it's I mean, it's just a Vanilla Ice song.
1: He's just such a fucking douchebag.
0: Yeah, that was actually David Warner, who is like the one kind of good actor. I mean, they're all, you know, there are other good actors, but David Warner who's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, He's the scientist, not even the evil scientist he's in the movie. Um, He talked about it to The Onion later and he was like, oh yeah, Vanilla Ice like mostly kept to himself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mostly kept to himself. That's pretty funny. There's another story that one of the guys playing the turtles went up to say, give Vanilla Ice a hug and welcome him to the set. And Vanilla Ice's bodyguard, like, stepped in front and, like, pushed him, even though he was in, like, his turtle costume. And, like, all of the stuntmen and the rest of the turtles, like, were about like went after the bodyguard.
0: I can totally see that happening, 100%. I love that Vanilla Ice is on the set of this Ninja Turtles movie with his own security detail, first of all, obviously. And I love that they're roided up monsters also that are, like, attacking the in-costume children stars of the movie. And then further, that the stuntmen are like, you don't fucking treat another stuntman like that, you motherfuckers.
1: Out with the gladiator, baby. I don't like the um, the record scratch sounds on that song. It's very annoying. Um, yeah. Like, it just is, it's nonstop, which is like not what it's supposed to be. It's like the and melody
0: like, line is this awful yeah. record scratch. <laughs> I don't terrible. like the dance that, and they do it in the movies. Neither too, do a lot. I. It's really bad, where they, they're just make it's just really simple and herky-jerky and stupid looking.
1: So this is what I'm talking about when I'm saying that I'm anti-nostalgia, because the thing that most people remember, I brought up Super Shredder, because that's what I immediately struck me, but what most people talk about who are our age when they talk about this movie is the ninja rap. Ninja rap, right? This it is was the major big.
0: thing of the movie, right? Of course. And no they ice. talk
1: about it, affectionately with fondness. Usually, you know, go ninja, go ninja. go. Oh, I remember that. That was pretty great. That was pretty great. When vanilla ice showed up, guess what? It's
0: not. Guess what? Number one, it sucked. Number two, it it was a cynical thing done to exploit children and steal money from them. And number three, like vanilla ice is a huge shithead who was mean even to the other people on the Ninja Turtles movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And like you said, the song sucks the re- the dance sucks he sucks and they don't even know what so they're like,
0: fucking doing they're saying it's he's saying in the lyrics of the song this is new jack swing and it's not so like what the fuck
1: so i just think that if nostalgia could generally be replaced with oh i liked that when i was a kid
0: exactly instead of
1: people saying like oh that was great
0: I mean, I definitely try to be that way. And I even my own like anxiety and low self-esteem, like if I really, really love something from when I was a kid, I mostly like don't want to revisit it, you know? Like I revisit stuff I only liked okay from when I was a kid because if it sucks, it's like, yeah, well, it sucks, you know, whatever. Um, But I don't want to have all my things crushed. I don't want to reconsume it now as an adult. I don't want to do something else with it. I just want to have a nice memory of being a child and enjoying something, you know? Why does it have to be more than that?
1: Now, that said, there are some things that, like, we loved as children that are objectively great and hold up. Sure. Of One course. of those, in my opinion, is the animated Robin Hood.
0: <laughs> yes, very good. Very good movie. The movie that launched a thousand furries. Yes, it's great. It's a really good movie.
1: Do, 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 It's great. Robin, and Hood, Robin and Hood Little, and little John, John running through, through the, the forest.
0: forest. Yeah. It's good. and Beautiful. I have watched that again, in not none, no, not two, to, like in the last ten years. It's Same, good. it's fine, and it was great. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's great. It holds um, up a hundred percent. I mean, parts of it are get a little bit boring, but just because I thought they were boring when I was a little kid, like they're singing too many songs, whatever, you know. But yes. it's fine.
1: It's fine. Um, I don't know what what you know the Hugh the John Hughes movies in their own way hold up, but those also are like not from for five-year-olds those are for like 13 year
0: olds right exactly and and kind of a similar thing i i haven't re-watched in a long time is like the princess bride like i used to really like that i know that's like such a cliched thing but i i don't but this is the thing i don't it's not the basis of my current personality it's a movie that i right. liked when i was 12 or 13
1: right if i talk to someone and they're like oh i love the princess bride and i'm, I'm kind of like And you watch it regular, like you're as an adult. You watch that movie. Did you you, see? Like,
0: uh, what do you get uh, out of it? Did you see Minari? Did you? you That's a really beautiful movie too. You should check that out.
1: That said, who who am I to fucking talk? I spent yesterday. I watched a Charles Bronson movie called Ten to Midnight, that was like just gutter trash, just absolute gutter trash. But I think this is totally different.
0: I like I like to watch trash too. Sometimes, like I like to watch weird animes from the early eighties. Um, but it's like, oh, it's not, it's not m- motivated by nostalgia. Be- and it's not like I want to get in an argument on Twitter with yeah. someone about why it's the best thing in the world. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's, it's like I'm exploring areas of trash. I hadn't previously seen in my life, but I knew something about through culture, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like when I was watching 10 to midnight, it was part of Canon films, Menahem Golem, Golan. uh, like weird you know be trashy b movies it's the guy that the guys that produce masters of the universe um and it was all like a weird like cocaine
0: money laundering scheme like you know yeah
1: and and 10 to midnight was like this clearly this like thrown together sleaze fest about a a naked man stabbing women like bronson like kind of chasing him and the script just felt like it was like like each piece was written following the next, with no concern about right, exactly. previous scenes. It was great. It was <laughs> it was great in its own way. But I'm not I'm not celebrating or thinking that something is good because of a moment that I had when I was like nine or ten years old. That like where where I thought that was good. You know, I would never argue with someone like, oh, come on, the part with Vanilla Ice was pretty great.
0: I mean, come on, go Ninja Go. I mean, that's just pretty fun, right?
1: Yeah. Do you want to get into the, um, the questions? Do I have parts? anything else
0: to say about it? Well, there's a bunch of weird trivia, but like, who really cares? Like the guy that played Kino was the stunt performer for one of the turtles in the first movie. And now he gets to be like, not in the costume.
1: Right. And, um, a really boring character. That's kind of hard to watch because he's not a very good actor. I guess
0: he's like somebody who was in a lot of like, he was in red Sonia as a child. I think he was cool. in a lot of, like, 80s movies as kind of, like, a stereotypical Asian person.
1: Whose role now is, like, I don't want to meditate. I want to fight.
0: Exactly. I Come on, I can get in there.
1: Yeah, it's really annoying.
0: And you know he annoying. can, because he is the stunt performer of Donatello, I want to say. Uh, it's also a different Shredder actor, different Shredder actor. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't even say. We didn't even say, but... Um, you know, one Corey of the Feldman. big stars in the first movie was Corey Feldman, who's doing the voice of the voice of Donatello. And he's not in the second movie, supposedly because he had gotten arrested twice for heroin possession in during 1990. And I didn't read if it was like, because he had some kind of conflict or he couldn't get insured or if it was like, you know, we don't think it's appropriate to have a drug person in our children's movie, or if that is even really the reason, but that is, according to popular legend, that is the reason.
1: That makes sense. I mean, as a reason that, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. He had ongoing legal cases for heroin possession in LA County that he had to deal with, you know? So he's like 19, 20 years old at the time. So like, which is a, just a trip to think that in 1991, he was only that young still, because you think of him from the eighties and you're like, Oh sure. By the early nineties, what was he like? 25? Like, no, he was only 19. He was already losing movies for heroin possession. Um
1: Yeah. He had the only movies that he had come out that year, 1991, were Edge of Honor and Rock and Roll High School Forever. Rock and Roll oh. High School Forever is one of the worst things it's I've ever watched. Such
0: a fucking disaster. It's like not even a movie. It's really not even a movie.
1: And it's like they and it's also one of those things where they let him sing. Oh god. You know. Yeah. So like all of the scenes where he's he he You know, they're like, ah,
0: yeah, here we go, rock and
1: roll. You're like, oh, God, man, sound terrible. And he
0: doesn't, if you're looking, if like, I think I rewatched this movie in like 2012 or something when there was a lot of Corey Feldman stuff happening. Um, he looks already like the insane 50-year-old person he was at that time. He already looks haggard and absolutely terrible. So it's really sad to watch in Rock and Roll High School when he was still literally a teenager. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus Christ.
1: And this other movie that he was in uh, called Edge of Honor, his co-star was Meredith Salinger, (laughs) who is, I believe, now married to Patton Oswalt
0: oh I bet he makes her talk about Corey Feldman all the time I bet he always is making her tell stories about him
1: I mean and River Phoenix and she did a movie with River Phoenix called the night in the life of Jimmy Reardon she did two movies with Corey Feldman she was this oh right of course she was the star of dream a little dream with both fucking Corey's
0: oh my god <laughs> Is that the reason Patton Oswalt is married to her, just so he can say she is the star of the movie with the two quarries?
1: God, what was the set of that movie like? Anyway, so Chris, um, what was your uh, favorite part of *Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Secret of the Ooze*? (laughs)
0: Well, Ricky, you know, it isn't a great film. There's not a lot to like in this movie. Uh, I was mostly, yeah, really embarrassed to be watching it. And I thought it was garbage. (laughs) And it's funny because like you're saying, like, like, look, we're doing a podcast where we're talking about this movie from everybody's childhood. Like, you're supposed to be like, whoa, like this epic thing happened. But like, dude, it's a complete piece of shit. Like, it is a complete waste of time. And it is, it completely blows my mind. Almost universally, the critical reaction was that this movie is better, but it made like half as much money as the first movie. And then the third movie did even worse. And it was the whole thing was over, you know. So I I feel like we were right as the the audience, you know. yeah, dude, I don't even fucking know, man. I guess I also do like the baby Toki and Razar, even though I kind of dislike them for being fake, um, Bebop and Rocksteady. It's funny that they're babies, it's funny that the scientist has to protect them, it's funny that Shredder wants to murder them, and then they have a scene where Shredder's like, um, okay, go destroy the city, <laughs> and they just like bite a couple of lamp poles and you know and they're doing it like babies like they're doing it like a bit you know like i don't know that's all pretty that's all enjoyable ish i guess
1: yeah i had you know i didn't even
0: know i didn't even remember who bebop and rocksteady
1: were and when those characters came on i was like oh yeah those are characters from the cartoon right yeah and that was all that i you know so i wasn't and then i looked it up and i was like oh i guess they're not i don't care
0: yeah who gives a shit (laughs) who gives a single shit (laughs) no, what I'm saying, I didn't like it at the time for that reason. Because when you're a little kid, you're like, "Yeah, this is wrong. Like, this is not what it's supposed to be. This is wrong," you know.
1: But turns out, if you're a 35 year old incel, you feel the same way. Yeah,
0: exactly right. <laughs> Your you're, like attitudes have not evolved at all. No. Um,
1: right. Yeah. Like, what... Have you ever talked to a person though? Like, I I have where it's like someone who's our age who's who's like will passionately defend or be offended or annoyed. Like, you know, they'll, they'll be like, yeah, I don't really like that one because that's where they do the fake rock steady Bebop characters. And it's like, okay, you're yeah. 40.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess like, I am kind of like that about like Star Trek, but like I understand that it is just a TV show. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not. But Star Trek is also not for children. Right, it's not like literal children's entertainment. I mean, it kind of yeah. is, but it's for at least like 10 year olds, right?
1: It's a bit more complex than like turtle costumes going whoa and jumping
0: around. Oh, give me another slice, man! Whoa, we didn't <laughs> oh, even say I this. Ca- Wait, can I say that? Um... I came again, whoa. Cowabunga! That's the secret. Um, there is it's a scene. Actually, of course, there's a scene where they're eating pizza. Is that <laughs>
1: the end of this movie? Is actually the end of happiness? Except it's Donatello, and he comes he comes running out from April's balcony, and he's like,
0: "I came." <laughs>
1: what were you gonna say Oh, just the pizza looks
0: fucking disgusting there's a scene there's a whole joke scene with pizza and they've obviously tried to make it look like a cartoon where the pizza like stretches an insane or the cheese stretches an insane amount as you pick up the slice but it looks like glued to the pizza or something and it doesn't really look like cheese it looks stomach turning (laughs) and it's like i'm supposed to think this is a fun cool time as a kid like it's gross everything about this is gross
1: no, you're right. The pizza looks like, um, like if you're walking by a, a, a restaurant and they want to have like fake pizza outside yeah. or like a model of pizza to let you know that they have pizza.
0: Yeah, exactly. It does not look like an edible thing at all. And it doesn't look, and it, like I'm saying, it's, it, you've obviously been a trying to make it look extra appetizing, but they have failed so hard. Like they would have been way better off just having a normal pizza, you know, like What's my your favorite, favorite part of the movie, Ricky?
1: My favorite part of the movie is imagining all of the different ways the turtles masturbate together.
0: <laughs> I can tell. I can tell by and, how quickly we got into that.
1: And and also I'm, I I want to know which one like came first and told the other guys about it. You know?
0: <laughs> oh, you don't like, mean like when wh- they all jack off together who comes first? You mean like who discovered coming?
1: Yeah, like who did who of the turtles discovered come well, It's got to be Donatello, like,
0: he's the scientist, I mean.
1: But that doesn't mean anything. I mean, you know, uh, Michelangelo could be the most li- libidinal um a like, you know, he could have the most grown libido and he he could he could have done it and he could have maybe he maybe he told Donatello that like whoa bro dudes something came out of me and then and then donatello's like well actually this is semen and it's used for reproduction and michael michelangelo's like i don't care you gotta try it and donatello's like i have been trying and, and i have been trying and i'm just not there yet and then leonardo's like what are you guys talking about and then and then michelangelo's like something came out of me and leonardo's like it's actually semen and like leonardo's like how does it work and then michelangelo's like i could show you and then michelangelo (laughs) michelangelo uh pulls it out and starts jerking off and leonardo's like whoa that looks cool and he starts doing it too
0: yeah sounds great dude sounds great i'm looking it up oh my god apparently turtles have like a horrifically large penis really they have some kind of weird, like, cartilaginous spike that is their penis that comes out of somewhere on their underside. It's, like, longer than their legs.
1: Whoa, disgusting. Yeah. Ugh, uh. It's
0: disgusting.
1: It's disgusting. It looks like a dog's red rocket slash a foot.
0: I mean, but it's, like, purple. It looks like they have a full vegetable coming out of their undercarriage. Like.
1: Oh, my God. You know, if April, April knew, and that's why she was like, you guys can come live with it's me. It's
0: fucking terrifying. Oh, my God. And it's like a mushroom. Like, it gets so big at the end.
1: Um, I'm going to make the next question easy on the both of us. Great. What was the most 90s thing about this movie? Vanilla Ice. Vanilla, vanilla ice.
0: ice. It was Vanilla Ice, obviously. And vanilla Ice. I love Done. also secondarily, like, you mentioned this before, but, like, This Not only is it Vanilla Ice, but the concept is Vanilla Ice is performing in a club on the docks directly next to the Foot Clan headquarters, which I think is also very 1990 New York. The idea is like that's where the performance would be happening, you know?
1: I did love in that scene, though, where like Shredder is like on the stage or near the stage and being like, ha ha ha, but I've got my own ooze. And the turtles are like, give it up, Shredder, you're toast. And um, like all of the concert goers are seemingly wrapped up in this drama. Like It made sense when they're watching the fight, but now that it's just become sort of expositional drama, they're still engaged as if they know what the story is and are not just baffled by a man in a mask holding a green ooze. Well, as they say,
0: one of the club goers says, he's like, they even got people in costume. I love this club it's like we're given to understand this is some kind of like studio 54 like wild costumes and performances and you know
1: but that's when they're fighting and like and they're fighting and dancing and like that makes sense but then all of a sudden all that stops and the music stops and there's a whole dramatic scene between the turtles and shredder where they're talking about the ooze canister and other shit and people are like oh my god oh he's got the ooze canister (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> how do you know oh no, he's got event? the canister
1: <laughs> yeah you know how you you just suddenly know all of the backstory for this scene <laughs> to have taken place this is the last scene of the movie
0: there is no um, way any of i mean i've been watching the movie and it doesn't make sense to me you just got here
1: <laughs> so yeah it's vanilla ice it's that last vanilla scene ice, yes of course um go ninja go ninja go yeah it's um
0: awful dance to this song. Awful,
1: awful dance. dance. It's really a crime against humanity that that guy's still alive.
0: <laughs> he um, actually, in the early two thousands, moved to my hometown,
1: uh, Florida. I'm sure Port St.
0: Lucie, Florida. There's a viral, like a famous news story where, like his, like there was an emu running loose through the town, and they eventually figured out it was Vanilla Ice's emu.
1: I'm watching like a clip of the turtle movie from 2014. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say, it just looks like shit.
0: <laughs> Does it look worse than this movie?
1: Looks worse. No like, fucking One hundred percent worse. I'll send you the clip in a minute. I'm trying to hear of Splinter what his accent is. Oh, he doesn't have it.
0: I mean, how could he? How could he?
1: Shredder. This is honestly, this looks this is the kind of misery that I wouldn't be able to sit through with a child.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's complicated because like, uh, of course I liked garbage as a child. Every child likes garbage. You just are a child. Do you know what I mean? So I don't want to force my child to only watch things that are good. Like part of being a child is liking dumb stuff for kids. Do you know what I mean? I totally agree. But at the same time, like, do I want to fucking sit through this like nonsense garbage? Like, no, of course not.
1: Let's, let's wrap this up. So it's been 30 years since this movie came out. Um, I think, for me, what has changed what we've grown out of, what the movie's grown out of, what whoever's grown out of, is that it's very obvious because we just watched a clip and Splinter in 2014, which is less than 30 years later, doesn't have an Asian accent. So, we've grown out of giving... um, Mr. Miyagi-style character's Asian accents. Yeah,
0: definitely true. I mean, just to stick up for the lore of Ninja Turtles for a second, he is supposed to be a, a Japanese man who got somehow combined with a rat. So, like...
1: Right, so why can't he have the Japanese accent? He should! I mean, he's be? supposed
0: to be an adult. That That's the whole backstory, or one of the many versions of backstories, is him and Splinter were in the same dojo in Japan, and Splinter, he was the star pupil, and Splinter was always, he was the Salieri, or no, uh, Shredder was the Salieri. And then one day he killed their master and like burned down the dojo because he was so mad. And then, you know, they both ended up coming to America. Uh, And somehow Splinter gets in the the ooze with a rat. Uh, And that's like why they are fighting. But not that that is in this this movie or, you know, even the other movie. Oh, okay. But like, yeah, I mean, so why can't he have an Asian accent? I mean... I guess he could, but it's like, he didn't, like we're saying, he didn't talk just like a Japanese man who moved to America. Like he talks like Kevin Clash doing an impression of Mr. Miyagi in this movie. So like that, he probably shouldn't talk. Like, you know, we I mean, <laughs> could talk like a real person, you know, that would be okay. Yeah. For me, something it's grown out of, it's, it's, it's weird because, um, one of the things we haven't really talked about about this movie is like, I, I I, as an adult and as somebody who has seen this movie probably at least a dozen or maybe even two dozen times multiple times in the movie I was like what are, like, what are they saying like what is happening like the, the movie is so loud and obnoxious and the turtles have this way of speaking where like I found it hard to even process what they were saying like let alone the structure of the movie which is doesn't really exist and I think today when you have a cheap exploitive children's product today i feel like it's the complete opposite which is that it's very very structured and prescriptive as to what's happening it's like you know donnie took the magic basketball we have to get the magic basketball back or else grandma's gonna die and like that kind of stuff Do you know what i mean whereas in this movie it's just like crazy shit's happening. There's no real structure at all. I mean, literally there is no plot or structure for the first 25 minutes of the movie. And then there is kind of one, but also not really. And I think I think this is this doesn't really happen anymore. I agree. Yeah, thanks dog. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, dude. It's great to talk about this awful piece of garbage and be reminded that it was terrible.
1: Awful piece of garbage. Um, so yeah that's it that's 30 years later Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2
0: Secret of the Ooze this movie was so bad it made us want to do good movies in the future we're like we cannot continue this way like
1: yeah between this and um last week's movie if looks could kill it's just been a little too much
0: too much we got it we're going back to good movies we're going back to good movies for a while i
1: i mean i think honestly like it's worth taking weeks off if there isn't a good movie. i
0: agree (laughs) i totally agree i can't keep doing this to myself
1: yeah i can't watch it i can't watch another if looks could kill or 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 anything
0: i